Hello, everybody. Welcome to the It Hurts to Mom podcast. I'm Lauren Rose, and today we're talking about not only running a business with chronic pain, but even using your pain to your advantage. Our guest is Grace Scott. She's a social media agency owner who suffers from endometriosis. Welcome, Grace. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. Of course. So you told us what your chronic pain is, but um, how long have you had it? And kind of how has it affected your life in the past? Um, So I started getting uh, fatigue and cramps sort of when I was an early teenager. And at the time, I put it down basically um, to just being something that every woman is going to have to suffer every month and that everybody goes through that. Um, But what I didn't realise is the extent to the amount of pain that I was feeling actually wasn't normal and the older that I got um the worse it seemed to get so it got to the point um for example when I was about uh 20 and at university where I couldn't do a whole day without having to have a nap at some point and breaking things up or um I wouldn't go a single day without experiencing pain um and I think often when we talk about chronic pain Um, And people that don't suffer with chronic pain maybe don't understand the extent to how painful it is. So Mm -hmm. I'm talking about pain where um, I take like as many different painkillers as safely possible, have a hot water bottle and it still wouldn't be enough. So sometimes pain would make me physically sick, as an example. Um, and and that was really starting to impact my life, but I I didn't know what endometriosis was, and I I basically didn't know what was going on. And then four years ago, when I was twenty four, um, I went to hospital with this pain because I was throwing up everything I was eating, and they diagnosed it as a appendicitis and took my appendix out. But when they took my appendix out, they found blood in my organs which is a this is something that happens with endometriosis it means that your endometrial endometrial it's very difficult to say lining grows where it shouldn't and rather than shedding it causes blood where there shouldn't be blood and your organs get stuck together so that's what was causing um my pain but they just put on the notes we've drained the blood it's appendicitis goodbye you can get on with your life now um and so after that I was doing a bit more research which I think a lot of people with chronic pain do because it's really difficult to find answers and you're sort of thinking I don't know what's wrong with me why doesn't everybody else suffer with this am I making this all up you know questions like that um and it was my mum that brought up do you think it could be endometriosis I started googling the symptoms and the pain um the fatigue the amount of blood I'd lose every month and sometimes just randomly all sort of came together um, and so I started going to the GP, our, our doctor, and saying to them, um, these are all the problems I have. Please, could you help me? You know, I think it might be this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was met with a lot of dismissal. Uh, I think on average, it takes eight years to get diagnosed with endometriosis, but it was ruining my life, to be honest. I was so persistent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it took me maybe about six months to get referred to an endometriosis specialist at a hospital and when I saw her um, I had a I just so happened on that day to have a huge breakdown which actually was a blessing in retrospect because it showed her 
how you know how much of an impact that was having um and she uh sent me uh for an operation and she found endometriosis which was a relief um I mean it's it's never great to be diagnosed with a chronic condition but I started to think I was I was going mad you know like imagining Mm -hmm. these things um so to finally have an answer but I would say in retrospect thinking about it I probably suffered with symptoms for at least 15 years before Mm. understanding what was happening yeah I know a lot of us especially people with fibromyalgia which is one of the things I have it takes years to get diagnosed and you do get a lot of dismissal with chronic pain no matter apparently no matter what kind of chronic pain you suffer from you know I went in with a list of, you know, just symptoms, probably like 15 or 20 symptoms to my primary care. And I was told it was all just related to depression. And I mean, it was, it was things like, you know, heat intolerance and just random things. I'm like, that has nothing. So I was completely dismissed and she didn't even read the symptoms. She just glances like, oh, it's just your depression. Yeah, really yeah, and I, that's so interesting because one of the responses that I had was that, "Do you think that this is a a psychological problem?" And the answer is, you know, like I'm I'm telling you that I can't get out of bed or do normal things because of the amount of pain I'm in, and it, whether or not you think I've I'm thinking of it in my head, um, it's not, you know, and it's and I think to be rep- repetitively met with that dismissal uh, will eventually lead people into a depression and psychological <laughs> problems. So, you know, one thing leads to the other. Um, and it's, it's sad to hear that you've had that experience as well. Yeah. Yeah. From what I, from what I gather, just talking to people and, you know, reading people's posts online, it, it happens a lot. So much dismissal, you know, so much just there's nothing I can do for you, or it's it's all in your head, or it's not a big deal, or it's perfectly normal when it's not normal to not be able to get out of bed or not be able to move or to have severe pain every single day or even most days. That's not normal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, something I've learned from uh, kind of taking endometriosis into my own hands is basically learning that the amount of stuff to do with our health and our bodies so much of it isn't known about so that's part of the problem when it comes to diagnosing things I mean particularly with women's health barely anything is understood you know so yeah that nothing's understood and I think that's why it takes so long to get answers yeah, I think we're also just dismissed a lot because they do think, oh, it's just, you know, in your head, it's not a big deal, or you're just, you're just being overdramatic, right? Yeah, or it's your period, and you just deal with it, because that's your period, that's True. it. Yeah. Yeah, um, so you is, I don't know much about endometriosis, mm-hmm. um, and like I said, I have another guest coming on um, later today who has it. So do you have pain every day pretty much, or is it just during your periods? Um, so people with endometriosis tend to suffer um, chronic pain like throughout the month, but it will get much worse during their period. Um, I was finding for a good few years that I'd have pain every day and then a certainly around my period it would get to the point where it's debilitating um and things like for example the amount of blood I'd lose I could have like 
a huge sanitary pad on and periods and I just bleed through you know even if it was for an hour um, and obviously that affects things like your iron levels so then you're tired your body's tired because um, you're in pain and then because you're in pain you feel more stressed and then the stress leads to more pain <laughs> and that leads to blood and it just goes round and round um, I mean I mentioned that not that much is understood about it but it, it just as a summary so the lining that you you that you lose every month as a woman that grows in different areas of of my body um, and because the blood can't shed and leave my body it causes problems like um, organs sticking together and chronic pain so mm. people have um, endometriosis in different parts of their body but when I had my operation um, which is like the only way to diagnose it is to have a, a laparoscopy oh um it was found on my bowel um some some people if they've got it somewhere where it's safe to cut off or burn off um they'll do that during the operation but because it was on my bowel it would lead to other problems uh so it depends um and people have different sort of uh pain that they experience with endometriosis not everybody is you know debilitated in in pain but um yeah so what happened after you got your diagnosis? Were you able to start managing your pain and your fatigue better? So um, not instantly. The first thing that was a relief was that I wasn't imagining things. That was the yes. main, that was such a relief. I remember, you know, as soon as I sort of opened my eyes after surgery, the first thing I said is, is it endometriosis? Because I just wanted an answer. Mm -hmm. She said, yeah and it's here, um, and you've got it, uh, so I felt like I had some answers, um, then after that, and I'd recovered from the operation, which takes a while, because they, you know, they're cutting you open and things, um, I went back to the specialist, and I was offered, um, you can go on birth control to manage the amount of blood that you, that you lose, so you'll only have a period every six weeks, um, and I did that, and I went on birth control, and it helped with uh, reducing the amount of blood I lost, but it helped with nothing to do with chronic pain or fatigue. Um, and I think uh, birth control is sort of a, a checkbox for people with endometriosis that the doctor can just tick off um, mm -hmm. because dealing with like chronic pain beyond saying have a hot water bottle and take painkillers is a bit more complex um, so for about um, three or four years my way of, of managing and I'm using air quotation <laughs> was to take birth control and then still every day um, have naps take days off work when I have pain or take afternoons off um, and I'm sure that you can understand that you you constantly and people with chronic illness as well, you constantly have to pick and choose between what you're going to mm -hmm. do that day. So oh, yeah. if go and do the food shopping today, it means that I'm not going to go out for dinner with a friend because I don't have enough energy to do both of those things. So that was my way of managing it. And uh, unsurprisingly, it made me utterly miserable. Um because you feel like you're not living life, really. You're sort of just existing and getting on with things. Right. Um, and what you're talking about is the spoon theory. Are you familiar with the spoon theory? Yeah. 
And for those who aren't, it's basically a metaphor for people with chronic pain, chronic illness, where we have a certain number of spoons or our quota of energy for the day. And every single task, whether it's getting dressed or taking a shower or going to work or making dinner or whatever, takes a spoon and we can borrow spoons from tomorrow, but that means we're going to have fewer spoons tomorrow and be able to do even less. So we, I mean, everything that we do, we have to really be mindful about it. And yeah, you know, I mean, I feel I have to live that way too. It's like, I'm going to, um, I'm going to go on a field trip in May or in March with my daughter to Austin, Texas, the capital of Texas, because she really wants me to go and she's still young enough. She wants me around. So I want to go. Um, and I told my husband, why don't we, you know, cause it's on a Friday, why don't we just spend the whole weekend and have a family weekend in Austin? And his response, although it ticked me off at the time was spot on. He said, why would we bother going down there as a family? Cause you're just going to be in bed for the rest of the weekend. If you do this. Yeah. And I know that he's right. I mean, both the, the, the energy it's going to take me and the amount of pain I'm going to be in. So I'm still choosing to do it. However, I know that I'm going to be in bed for a few days afterwards so yeah and I think unless unless you sort of have that lived experience it's in, it's impossible to understand yeah. what it's like and also the feelings I don't know if you if you feel this way as well but I I felt immensely guilty for for not being able to do as many things as normal people would do or um my partner Sam, who um, runs my agency with me, I used to feel incredibly guilty that I couldn't help him with, say, basic tasks around around the house because I just didn't have enough energy to do that. Even though he's completely understanding and I'm very lucky to have him, you still sort of internally feel that way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I have a wonderful husband who never shames me for not doing the dishes or not doing anything during the day because I can't, you know, but I still feel guilty. And I have a lot of mom guilt because I can't do certain things with my daughter that other moms can do. And I have to modify the things that I do do with her or limit the amount of time that, that I do things with her. And it, it sucks. It's hard. Yeah, it's really, really tough. So um, how are you managing your pain better now? Let's take the air quotes, hopefully, out of managing. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, pain and energy. Um, yeah. So last year, I um, I think it'd been like four four years or something since I was diagnosed, and I just got to the point where I was like, I'm not living my life like this anymore. However, I, however, I can change things. I'll do it. So it got to the point um, where I was looking into having a hysterectomy privately. Wow that's one of the options of um it's not treatment but it's one of the options of what might help because some people have a hysterectomy and they find that it doesn't make a difference so it's um I think the fact that I was thinking of that um at 27 I'm 28 now um shows like the point to to where it got um, for me to want to change things but before I did that I thought let me just give a nutritionist a go let's just see mm -hmm. you know because I've tried the doctor the doctors you know they've done their job to an extent but it's not really helped um, so I'm going to give a nutritionist a go and um, I found one um, she's called Claire and her business is Transformation Nutrition and she has absolutely transformed my life um, she did like an audit of what I was eating and she was like right you need to cut out 
um, gluten and dairy. These aren't things that will work for everybody with endometriosis, but this is what I found has worked for me. Um, and basically cut out the amount of sugar you're having, the caffeine that you're having, alcohol, all of these things, just get rid of them. Um, and since doing that, that has really, really limited the amount of time I spend in pain. Um, it's been so, it was tough because to be honest, I really like cheese and chocolate and like cups of tea because I was like, <laughs> yeah. But I just, whatever it took, I, I just said to her, you know, whatever it's going to take, I'll do it. I have to change my life um, because it's making me miserable. And so from doing that, I, which I think is such a blessing, it's had a huge impact um, and it's given me more energy, which in turn has allowed me more time um, to sort of research and and try and um, understand my body better, because rather than feel at war with my body now I'm very disassociated from it I think about it more so much as what what can I give my body what does it need for, for me to feel well you know for my body to do what it needs to do so I can for example um before this call I did a day of work I went to a therapy appointment I've put makeup on and and these things to me are, are a miracle you know I would never ever have been able to do that before I think even the most simple things like going to work coming home and, and cooking dinner and then having a conversation with your significant other to me is a world away from what it was before yeah yeah so let's talk about the big question how in the heck do you run a business with chronic pain and chronic illness and yeah. how, do, how do you even say that you use it to your advantage how do you use your pain to your advantage how do you do all this yeah so it, uh, when I started my business what one of the be the the benefits of it when I was suffering chronic pain and more often you know I, I I'm not completely pain free but I'm more pain free mm -hmm. than in pain um, and fatigue the, the benefit was that because I work for myself I could just stop whenever I needed to um, but now I don't have that issue as much. So I try to think of endometriosis as pushing me um, in a way to understand myself better. So a lot of business owners, um, because it's their business, will just want to work themselves to the ground because, you know, mm -hmm. they're passionate about it and they'll just think, you know, I can keep going. And that that eventually leads to burnout and people's bodies then decide for them, it's now time for you to take a break. It's going to take you a really <laughs> Um, whereas with endometriosis I'm much more conscious about um, thinking about what my body needs and and how to sort of act around it so I wouldn't for example book back-to-back -back meetings in one day because I know that that might knacker me and also in general nobody wants to do that in their life I don't think I've met anybody that loves to have back-to-back -back meetings so um I, I think that's a benefit. I also think that um, it makes you prioritize things more. So very easy in life to sort of get bogged down with all these things that you think you should be doing or how you think you should be acting. But if you have a chronic illness, you need to think about what's the most important thing and then do that. So you're forced to prioritize things. 
And I think that's really good because a lot of people struggle to do that and do everything. Whereas if you have a yeah. chronic illness, you're made to choose the most important thing and do that. Um, and then I also touched on it earlier, but I think really getting to know yourself and what your body needs is is really important. And I think that so many people take health for granted. I know that when I was a teenager, mm -hmm. before before all of this started, I really took feeling well for granted um, and my health for granted. Whereas now I, it's something I actively put first, you know, how I feel and what I need to do to make myself, you know, the how I feel the best um, is really important. And I think the saying is like, you can't pour from an empty cup, but mm -hmm. I think that is the, the, um, the best way to sort of sum it up. And then that links to business because, you know, in business there's so many different things that you have to do all the time so having a priority list of what's actually the most important um is the best thing to do and also knowing yourself because I don't know I don't know if you ever go on like LinkedIn or something but there's endless advice of what you should be doing and it's much easier um and better for you if you just know yourself and know what to cut out yeah that makes perfect sense I love that you're using your chronic pain and chronic illness to take care of yourself and mm -hmm. still managing to to run this business so what's it been like to work and to run this business since you made this these adjustments and this mindset adjustment yeah I think um I've always been an ambitious person and previously um when I was feeling you know chronic pain and fatigue and stuff I felt like I was holding myself back even though it wasn't me it was endometriosis but I felt very held back and that then subsequently affected my mental health which I think it affects a lot of people with chronic illnesses mental health because you know you can be so frustrated you feel guilty you feel like what did I do to deserve this or have I done something to bring this on um and so I used to you know, just be able to do kind of the bare minimum in my business. So that would usually be, you know, focusing on client work and then I'd stop for the day. Um, whereas now um, it, I don't have to take naps during the day. Um, you know, I, I don't really have like brain fog or anything like that. So I can push myself a lot more um, in terms of, you know, getting my business to where I, I want it to be. So I could, for example, do client work, business development, and then some networking in one day. And that makes wow. a world of difference um, because it makes me feel like I'm progressing more, which is what I want out of life. I don't feel like I'm being held back. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So what kind of advice would you have for people who are really struggling with fatiguing themselves and they're about to burn out from just overdoing it I think the first thing I'd say is um you know to think to think about I mean this is kind of a hard way to say it but to think about the consequences so mm. I know sometimes I used to want to really push myself but the consequences would mean that I'd be put out for a couple of days like you mentioned um with your trip realistically you know what's going to what's going to happen if you do do that and I think understanding yourself and being kind to yourself and knowing what you need and then giving yourself permission to have it is the first thing um the second thing I'd say is I know that the UK and US healthcare systems are very different so mm -hmm. if um your American listeners 
are able to go to the doctor, I would say keep pushing until you get an answer because you completely deserve it. And even even if there's no, you know, sort of cure for it, having an answer and being able to explain what it is, is so much easier than just saying to people, well, I've got this symptom and this symptom and this symptom and I don't know what's going on. You know, if you just say I've got um, like fibromyalgia, like you mentioned or something like that, then that that sort of lifts a bit of, of the um, mental weight off of it. Um, and then the last thing I'd say is if you can look into different options, I don't know if maybe that's a nutritionist or like um, something else I tried, for example, was acupuncture or mm -hmm. things like that and being open to it. Um, I think we're all different. And I think given that the, the little amount that's known about um, chronic illness and um, problems, it's it, you should give yourself the option, you know, of exploring as many avenues as possible to find out what might what might help. Right. I um, I try to remember doctors, you know, don't know everything. They're frequently wrong. And like I've done acupuncture and I, I've, you know, do different, you know, more natural modalities and try different things, you know, because, you know, our our bodies were were meant to have good nutrition and we were meant to take care of ourselves. And, you know, I, things that have been working over in, you know, Asia for thousands and thousands, maybe longer than that of years, you know? So, you know, definitely I'd be, I say also, I, I agree, be open, be open to different treatment, but treatment modalities. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? It's not going to work. Well, you're just right back where you started, but the best thing that could happen is maybe it will help. And even if it doesn't completely go away, because you've still got a chronic condition, at least it can, maybe it can make it manageable. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And if you do find something, then that's also a little bit of hope, which I yes. think is thing that you, you kind of need to hold on to is that is hope and it's not it's none of it is your fault right yeah hope is is definitely important um you know like when I was struggling with my migraines and my headaches for 20 years I had completely lost hope and it was crazy because I was thinking I don't think that I'm such a you know, special person that I've got some kind of rare issue that nobody can figure out. I just didn't think that. I just thought we're missing a puzzle piece, right? So little by little, my puzzle pieces were kind of coming together. And then the big puzzle piece I was miss missing was the PTSD and trauma and emotional component of my pain. And so I'm, I'm working through that. But um, also remember that, you know, according to research, 50 to 80% of chronic pain or physical pain is from emotion. So if you've got some kind of trauma or PTSD or complex PTSD or whatever it is, you know, anxiety, depression, um, try to see somebody. There's lots of different ways to help. There are other things besides talk therapy. If that's not something that you desire, there's EMDR therapy where you don't have to talk it all out. There's meditation, there's journaling, there's all sorts of other stuff out there that can help. So tell us a little bit more about um, your business and where we can find you, where can we follow you? Um, so I run a social media agency that's called Meaningful Marketing. Um, I do it with my partner, he's called Sam. Um, we describe ourselves as a forward-thinking social media agency 
that puts the consumer first. So our tagline is putting the soul back into the scroll, which I think sums up what we do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we work with both uh, B2B and B2C businesses. Um, and we work with businesses, uh, not just in the UK, but everywhere. Um, our website is www.meaningfulmarketing.org, or you could find us on Instagram, which is at Meaningful Marketing Agency. Okay, awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on. It was so great to talk to you. Thank you for having me. Uh, you can find me at itherstomom.com and at itherstomom on Instagram and Facebook. You can also email me at itherstomom at gmail.com. Hope everybody has a wonderful, blessed day. Thank you.